everyone, and welcome to Igniting the Spark, Talk Film Society, Star Wars podcast. I am your host and Star Wars aficionado, Callie Smith. I am a contributing writer and podcaster at TFS, and today I'll be discussing the third film of Disney's sequel trilogy and the final film of the Skywalker saga, The Rise of Skywalker, with my guest, Cody Lunsford. Cody is one of the hosts of the Best Pictures podcast. How is it going today, Cody? Uh, you know, it's just a McClunky day out here, um, <laughs> living my McClunky life and, uh, you know, just keeping it breezy and, uh, McClunky, you know, <laughs> always, always. <laughs> I, I love that you opened with that, especially cause like, I think recently I was talking to somebody about the fact that that's probably a really awful swear word. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. But I am, uh, if anything, notorious for using swear words. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I get it. Um, that does, <laughs> that like unquantifiable word is kind of how I generally feel about the movie that we're here to talk about today. <laughs> well, especially because it can mean anything, right? Exactly. Like it's just, it, it's everything. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's meaningless and full of meaning. At the exactly. Same time. Exactly. <laughs> um, so the rise of Skywalker, um, Boy, howdy. So this is um, a lot of movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a bit. Um, it's just jam-packed with stuff. And as we as we all know, the uh, discourse and how everybody's been receiving this is, you know, it's kind of the biggest part of this movie, even more than the movie. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, and, I mean, I'm guilty of being a part of it, uh, for sure. Um that's what you do whenever you podcast about Star Wars. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> you kind of have to be involved in certain uh, conversations. But I don't know. Tell me about your experience watching the movie and talking to people about this movie. <laughs> well, so so this is something that I realized beca- because I found myself in kind of a unique place, I think, with this movie. Um, because, you know, and, and I'm kind of talking in like broad strokes here. So everybody realized that. Um, but... You know, there was a lot of discourse around The Last Jedi, right? But I love mm-hmm. Last Jedi. So I felt like I was in the right. I felt like I was part of the group that was like, yes, we're, we're like every film critic I loved, every person that I like had my close friend group, like everybody was into it. So I felt like I was in the right being on that side of the quote unquote discord, right? But then Rise of Skywalker happens and I'm like, eh, I don't know. It's a little messy, but like I kind of like it. It's Star Wars at the end of the day. And I kind of like the Disney Star Wars approach to things. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a JJ Abrams fan from, you know, hashtag way back um so like you know there, there were elements of it where i was like yeah i mean the ending's a little bit rocky but ultimately there's a lot of things i like in it but then i found myself on the opposite side of all those people who had been on my quote-unquote side for last jedi right so yeah. and and that really gave me a little bit of perspective of realizing that as much as people don't really want to admit it, the discourse was kind of the same, but flipped, right? Yeah. Um, if we're excluding the toxic 
complaints, right? If mm-hmm. if if you're exclu- like excluding the racist, sexist, etc. comments that came with Last Jedi, and the people who had complaints about it for other reasons, I would say it feels like a similar place to where Rise of Skywalker ended up. And yeah. to me, that that really just like kind of solidified to me that I mean, here's the thing: all of art is subjective. Even mm-hmm. arts made art made by corporations, which film at its core is kind of the most mix of art and commercialism. Um, and, but ultimately it's, it's subjective and we have a response to it and that is a response based in emotion. But I think what has kind of like fucked people up with these Star Wars movies in general is trying to prove Prove like it's a mathematical equation that the yeah. movies are good or bad, because the thing mm-hmm. is, you can't do that. Like, yeah, it, 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 like, I don't know. I'm seeing a bunch of trailers for like Sonic, and I think that movie looks <laughs> bad. But I yeah. have friends who think it looks very good, and if they end up enjoying that movie, then they enjoy that movie, and I cannot prove to them that it's bad, because they will ultimately like it. And I, I think that's the problem with Star Wars, is because Star Wars was such an accepted thing from yeah. basically 77 until 99. Mm-hmm. It was just an accepted like baseline, we're all into this kind of thing, and mm-hmm. now we're trying to prove why it's good or bad. And I, and I just think that's a, like a fool's errand basically yeah it's a bad way to go about it right (laughs) and i have seen people get convinced that like the last jedi is good Mm -hmm. but so far i have not seen anyone anybody get you know convinced one way or the other on rise of skywalker (laughs) like rise of skywalker happened you decided how you felt about it and that was like that and i mean like i guess i say that i've cooled on this movie significantly Mm -hmm. i guess i'll say because honestly i was in the same camp as you whenever i watched it the first time i went huh i'm still having a decent time watching this you know like i don't hate it um and then like the second time i watched it afterwards i thought about it a little bit more i thought about some of the like ramifications going forward from the like ending of this movie and how things wrap up that left me a little bit more distressed and like a little bit like hating this movie a little bit more but at the same time in the moment watching the movie right i'm having a decent time (laughs) like it's star wars there's a certain amount of value and like enjoyment you're gonna get out of it uh, just being in the world even if it isn't the best one you've had Right, which is exactly where I fall about fall on it, right? Like, so, I mean, I am, you know, going to be the, re- like, resident Rise of Skywalker defender that you could find of people you know, I'm, I'm yeah. for sure. But at the same time, I'm pretty cool on the movie at the same time. Like, the, a, a lot of the complaints that people have with it, I'm like, sure, that's fine. I just don't know that I care that much. You know, yeah. like, yeah, it's pretty fucking dumb palpatine is back but like palpatine's always <laughs> been a silly weirdo so i don't know like yeah they're, they're yeah there's I just get a it. lot like, of things yeah yeah and the palpatine thing like starting to like even get into that is like i don't mind overall right the idea of palpatine coming back mm-hmm. it's just a question of how palpatine comes back and the whole kind of like hand wavy like eh, we're not really gonna explain anything you know, and, like, to an extent, that's fine, because he is, like, a ridiculous, like, old old man force monster. Like, you know, like, right. 
it's fine. Well, and but, the uh, yeah. and the thing we can agree on is like the dead spoke. The dead the did dead speak. Did speak. <laughs> so that is the thing that happened. Kind of explained it. I don't know. <laughs> it, it made That's sense literally to me. my first note on my note pages in all caps is the dead speak. <laughs> because I, the, they do. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and immediately, right, this thing does. <laughs> you can say a lot of things about that crawl at the beginning, but it does exactly set you up for exactly what the tone and pace of this movie is about to be. <laughs> yeah, because it's like 900 <laughs> things and you've got to be like, oh, okay. The The thing is, though, Star Wars does this, but I yeah. think, like, I don't know, in 2020, wow, uh, sometimes I forget <laughs> what year we're in. In, in. in 2020, there's a lot of, and I think it's because, you know, everything has, like, a TV show, a video game, fucking 900 movies, comics yeah. that explain it, etc. We, we expect literally everything to explain, be explained. Mm-hmm. But if you think about it, like, there's a lot of things in Star Wars where the crawl does just set it up and we get yeah. rolling. I mean, we just have had the Clone Wars now to explain the entire gap, or we've had Star Wars comics to explain the entire gap between four and five we've had two movies between three and four and you know like so i think like and and it's i don't know it's it's a little bit giving them a pass to say like yeah i don't know they'll get to it in a comic in a little bit but that that is sort of where i feel with a lot of it yeah yeah and i'm inclined to agree too there's a lot of things that people are critiquing in this movie saying oh that should have been on screen we should have seen this we should have seen that and i'm going there are literally things still being explained and messed with in comics right now that are changing the... I mean, whenever we were saying of this episode, we talked about the fact that there was a Darth Vader comic that revealed that maybe Padme's alive. Like, <laughs> Which is fascinating. Wild, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the there's the rise of Kylo Ren right now, which just revealed that Kylo Ren didn't actually kill anybody mm-hmm. at the temple. Like, right. at the, that wasn't his doing. Right. Um, and, like, that's a huge detail that mm-hmm. we don't get on screen. <laughs> on right. screen, as far as we know, like, he still probably killed people in, in that temple, you know, incident. Um, yeah, and I think and- we just sometimes forget that, like, Darth Vader just f- walks up, <laughs> like, in the four, and, like... <laughs> Boba Fett just is there. Like we yeah. just have had things explained to us for so long, but that but that at their origin they weren't as explained as we kind of expect things to be now. Yeah. And some of the stuff in this too, I think that is a bit of a misstep. There are moments where it tries to also over explain certain yes. things that didn't need to be over explained. Right. Like the uh Poe thing? Whew. That's one of the things I'm most grumpy about in this movie is the re-explanation of Poe's background, which clashes pretty... Well, it, it, it clashed directly with what was canon, but now they're making a fix-it novel to fix the canon to make both storylines make sense. Right, because I, <laughs> I had read some of those comics and he just like was a gung-ho pilot, so is yeah. the idea he was a spice runner... But, like, he rebelled because his parents were two, like, rebel people. So, like, he rebelled as a teenager, was a spice runner, and then was a gung-ho pilot after that? Is that kind of where we're sitting with it? That's where it seems like it's going. But it's, like, it just annoys me, right? Because I'm like, that is a Google search. (laughs) 
<laughs> that is not much research for a writer, a screenwriter, especially one who's getting paid to write something as big as Star Wars. Right. It's also an unnecessary Google. detail. Like, he could be a gunko pilot who crossed paths with Zora Bliss and, yeah. like, had to, like, oh, I have to deal with this bounty hunter and I don't want oh, yeah. to. Like, I mean, the Rebels have dealt with uh, kind of shady characters forever. Like, yeah. just let that be the thing. Don't. And they, yes, they can still make kissy faces at each other, but you don't <laughs> literally need to add on a piece that doesn't really fit with the character of Poe. Yeah. They tried to make him Han, which is crazy because JJ's whole thing when he introduced the three characters was like remixing all of them. Like Poe yeah. was the good pilot and stuff and, you know, devilishly handsome and charming and all of that, but he was still like so in it like he he yeah. wasn't han you know and to make him more like an archetype i don't know it's also funny because like trying to make him more like han is so hilarious whenever at the end of this movie like adam driver is the most han i've ever seen yes. any character be yeah. <laughs> like it's unbelievably good um and it's just like, why did why did we even try to put Han in these other characters when Han Solo's kid was right there, right, right there, like just infuse that character, you know, like he would be because he's his son, like right, take on aspects of your parents, you know, right, um, and it's just yeah, the Poe thing, it just reeks of like, you know, there's an interview clip that somebody immediately, you know, clipped out um, from. Oscar Isaac for Force Awakens, where he was talking about the fact that in every movie role he was taking, he was either dying at the end or he was a drug dealer or both. Right. And he was going, this is all racist and I hate it. Right. And then suddenly this third movie is like, hey, pose a drug dealer. And you're like, oh, God. Okay. You <laughs> yeah. Know, it's rough. It's, it's no dicey. Good. Yeah, um, or but, spicy, one might say. Uh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's disappointing because I, I talked about this in the episode with um, Chad on The Force Awakens. I uh, don't know. That, oh, you, you're not familiar? <laughs> not familiar. <laughs> but, I mean, coming out of the very first movie, like, Poe was my guy. Like, mm -hmm. I was like, this is my new sequel character. I love him. Um, so getting to this one was a little upsetting, even though he's not my guy anymore. My right. guy is Kylo, as we all know. One Kylo Benjamin Wren. Um, <laughs> I, so I, I do like many pieces of this movie, but the fascinating thing to me is how kind of, and like, it's the story they chose to tell. I, I'm accept, accepting it, but like, JJ established the characters, right? Like, yeah. when, you know, Michael Arndt a little bit and uh, whoever else came on, uh, Kasdan and uh, uh, the people who came on. Um, but it still is like, those characters were established and to me it seemed like there was a pretty kind of clear place for them to end up. For example, mm -hmm. Finn, as much as John Boega, like, in press and stuff was talking about how much better this movie felt. I think Finn kind of has a disservice to where his yeah, arc was going. Definitely. <laughs> like, he should have helped Stormtroopers not be Stormtroopers. He should have, yes. like, you know, like that, which supposedly exists in other drafts. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> and, like, they sort of get into that, but don't yeah. really spend any time with it. 
They give um, you a touch of it with a new character with Janna. And, yes. like, that got me, like, so hopeful as I was watching the movie. I was like, are we going Stormtrooper Rebellion? Because that's where this is clearly supposed to be going. And where it should have gone. Yeah. 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 I don't know. And it's it's frustrating, right? Cause, and I think that's the case that makes this movie so frustrating to so many people and so angering for so many people is we got... <laughs> Me, me especially, got so involved in these new characters, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. really, really love these new characters. And pretty much, I would say, pretty, pretty much the whole tri- main trio and Kylo kind of have disservices done to them in this movie. Kylo's arc, I wouldn't even fully blame on the screenwriters. Um, because I think Kylo's arc was very clearly going toward like, well, the women of his life are who, who are going to save him, you know, like he's going to have a a final face to face with Leia and that's, what's going to bring him back. Right. And then Carrie, unfortunately passed away. (laughs) She unfortunately passed away. I still think that is the idea that we're supposed to take from it because I harder because we don't get the full interaction, you know? Right. I think the idea and how I interpret it at least is the Han vision that Kylo has is Leia's doing. Mm-hmm. That's how I've how I interpreted it both times I saw it. So when she like uses her energy to call to him and then she dies, I yeah. always interpreted that as making Kylo see his father. Yeah. Um. So, so it still kind of works to me. And I don't know. You have a lot of affection for the Kylo character, but I <laughs> <A> think <little bit. laughs> yes, I, I I think it's done messily. But I yeah. did like where it went with kylo i think does it kind of suck that he doesn't talk once he's been yes (laughs) Yes. um but i i i don't hate the kiss i don't hate Mm -hmm. him sacrificing himself i don't hate the like force healing giving up restoring the balance of the force type thing that happens with him um where it sucks is that he's a lackey again a little bit instead yes. of just being the villain you know so like they're the, yeah. it's it's and that's kind of how i feel about a lot of this movie i like mm-hmm. the ideas that are present the execution is bad i love all the jedi speaking to ray love it like yeah. that that a very emotional very we all live in you now i you know my favorite movie growing up always was uh, Lion King, so it feels like a very circle of life moment, so I was very into it. Love that. Love the idea of C-3PO sacrificing himself and, mm-hmm. you know, those particular droids having relevance again. I love um, Hux being a piss kid because he's mad. I <laughs> like, love the Hux story in this. It's good. Like, it's really good. Like, I really love him being a spy literally for the purpose of I just hate Kylo Ren's guts. Like, it's mm-hmm. so good. It, it, it It's very good. So I like where they end up and the ideas that are behind it, but like mm-hmm. making Kylo the lackey is no good. Um, it's really bad. The- it's like, that's like one of my biggest, biggest, of course, pet peeves with this movie, right? Is that like this character is left in such a cool place at the end of The Last Jedi. And then he's like, 
I mean, he's literally an exposition machine. I jokingly called him exposition low rent to somebody. Like, yeah. it's just like he's just giving the storyline. And then as soon as, you know, the fight on the Endor moon happens, we actually get to see Adam Driver act. What a right. concept. Right. <laughs> and, you know, from there, I think the movie's actually pretty decent. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. I don't love how Exegol looks. I wish they had worked on that a little harder. Yeah, Exegol kind of sucks, but when it's like a bad guy planet, they're always like, I don't know, it's dark and gray and you can't see shit. And <laughs> can't see anything. <laughs> there's Let's Sith here? Day. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'll figure it out There's a whole later. crowd of people that we're not really sure why they're there watching this happen, but they're there. Right. <laughs> and like, uh, I, I, I have seen a few complaints about that too, but to me, that was another thing. Like, I don't know. Sure. I mean... Yeah, if, no, that didn't bother me that much either. Yeah, because, you know, if... We defeated Nazis, and they still can show back up later. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, it is not that far of a reach for Sith to just have kind of like fucked around for a while. Um, well, and I didn't. I kind of also. I, I thought those were like ghosts. You know, she gets mm, she gets yeah, she yeah, gets yeah. reached by all the Jedi, and they those things like appear, and then they're never there again. Really, right. and I was like, so those were Sith ghosts, right? Like, I, I I think they're canonically Sith acolytes, which yeah, I don't no, know, that's whatever. What <laughs> <laughs> There's care. a lot of things in this movie though <laughs> that are canon that I'm like. I'm going to leave that part out of my brain canon because that just doesn't make sense. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it out of my brain until I have to deal with it later. Like, I just yeah. don't have to think about it right now. When it when it comes up again, all right, I'll deal with it then. But yeah, yeah. I do not have to deal with it right this second. I Yeah, and I think there was probably a little bit of a worry of like, okay, well, we need him to be a lackey or following orders of some sort. So yeah. people aren't as upset when he gets redeemed or whatever. But the simple way of doing that is make him supreme leader Kylo Ren, right? Make, make yeah. him that. Make him ostensibly in charge of the bad guys. But he's still so focused on Rey that that's his only mission. He's not busy, like, destroying planets and stuff. Hux is off doing that. Exactly. And then he can still be forgave in the same way. You know? I don't know. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's frustrating. It's really, it's really frustrating. I remember there was somebody who's, like, theory that they were talking about how to, like, you know, make him the supreme leader and, you know was like and keep all the story elements that are important right the decisions mm-hmm. like ray palpatine and everything was they're like what if ray actually went to the dark side and kylo had this moment where he realized wait this isn't what i wanted mm-hmm. <laughs> this isn't actually good you know like and like that was an interesting idea there are so many interesting ideas right that people have had as reactions to this of mm-hmm. like what if we kept some of the puzzle pieces but shuffled them around and made a different big picture um and that's the thing that is kind of cool about this movie is i think there is a lot of potential that is cool but the problem is this was supposed to be the wrap-up right (laughs) we weren't supposed to start new potential and like mess with things like i mean the whole like dyad thing getting introduced in this is like it it's one of my favorite parts i really like it i think it's a cool idea by the end yeah Mm -hmm. Um, because for some people like me, who did not ship Raylo coming into this movie, same kiss, the kiss was a little jarring, but I was immediately like, but this dyad thing made me okay with it. Like it made me get there. Um, I have a question. How nerdy do you want to get Kelly? Hell yeah. Let's do it. No, seriously. Like there are so many like really deep canon things that I love in this movie. If if they introduce the dyad, 
mm-hmm. why don't they go to Mortis? Why don't yeah, they deal Mortis, with the yeah. balance of the force thing? Which yeah. I know now that the Trevor's script is online that like that does do it. Yeah, but that I, goes but, to Mortis. But even before like I had known that was coming out, I saw the dagger in the trailer and I was like that dagger of mortis mortis like, yeah yeah and everybody and then, was like "Ooh!" <laughs> and it, why introduce the dyad thing if you're not gonna deal with that stuff and like yeah i don't know i think this is the problem sometimes where i think like maybe directors and actors i know they have to promote the movie but maybe they shouldn't like talk about their movie at all maybe just have Seriously. them play games on jimmy fallon as much as i also <laughs> hate that but like yeah, yeah. um but it's like uh, uh, saying this is a conclusion to the nine films and stuff and it's like well then where's the balance of the four stuff yeah like like you can't you can't claim something and not really like follow through this isn't a conclusion to the nine movies it's a conclusion to episode seven is kind of the truth of it um in little ways (laughs) not even not even episode eight (laughs) right it really is just episode seven there's like little ways that i do think it carries on last jedi i Um, mean the dyad builds on the force bond absolutely which i think hmm, unsurprisingly is the strongest part of this movie yeah (laughs) um but but so, so it's like either make it a conclusion to everything or don't and that's fine mm-hmm. but i think the picking and choosing of things really makes for kind of a misshapen mess also i think there is a high problem of they wanted a star wars movie every two years every main yeah. entry two years probably should have spaced it out and done three when trevor was fired probably should have been delayed a little bit definitely should have delayed it <laughs> the, 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 there, there's a lot of like factors in play and i mean oh yeah th- that's when film being commercial art kind of comes into play um yeah and i don't <sighs> i've also been thinking about why did they think they had to release it this year because yeah. uh, like if if i'm thinking you know in my boy bobby Iger's brain like <laughs> sh- they want to make a ton of money each calendar year right y- mm-hmm. you have in game on the calendar for this year but you yeah. also have frozen 2 in q4 which is massive like, do you have to have Star Wars then, or do you move it to this December, where there is nothing from Disney yeah. coming out? I mean, that, I think their animated movie comes out early November, but it's not, like, a sequel. I, it'll do well, of course, but, like, we don't have the Avatar that is going to be our new Christmas staple in yet. Um, but, I mean, are you doing an Avatar podcast next? Maybe that's what you should do. <laughs> Oh man, we should. Yes, Blue People <laughs> Podcast. Here we go. Well, it would be uh, fun because there's only one movie, so just talk about that one movie until the second one comes out. <laughs> then you get into the like early days of to call out another movie podcast, Blank Check, where yes. it's just Phantom Menace over yes. and over again. Yes, but you could talk about the world of Pandora. I don't know. There, there's some meat on those bones. <laughs> oh, and like speaking of like avatar now you say it i think part of like the reason right for pushing out the star wars movie unfortunately is galaxy's edge and Uh, i think galaxy's edge didn't open as great as they wanted it to because people got so scared of how crazy it would be that they like i think they really pushed out the star wars movie because they were like we need people to 
go to this movie, get excited, and want to go to Galaxy's Edge, which, like, the frustrating thing is it works a little bit because now I'm going, I do need to go get that Ben Solo lightsaber they got there. (laughs) You know, like. That's the thing, though. And Galaxy's Edge (laughs) is, like, literally a prequel to rise of skywalker yeah, yeah i'm kind of glad that canonically that thing is frozen in time before rise of skywalker you know <laughs> it's it, it's kind of cool i i i don't know i i heard somewhere i listened to so many podcasts that mentioned theme park stuff so i don't know where i heard <laughs> this from um but they kind of had the idea of like well it's frozen in that era because there may be an original trilogy or a prequel park or something mm-hmm. like that come at some point which would be cool yeah i think i heard that somewhere too which would be rad <laughs> right that. i would love it um yeah you're probably right it probably is due to that and the whole galaxy's edge is not doing that well narrative was so baffling to me it's ridiculous it's it's not real (laughs) like they're making money hand over foot but i think the thing is right it's the amount of money that business-wise they expected and we're getting real into the weeds of business with disney but like this is a movie that reeks of right the business side of things you know what i mean i am also merchandising and all that i am also a boy who read the disney war book i listened to the (laughs) earnings calls because there's information you can (laughs) oh my gosh like i i'm a stan unfortunately i'm i'm part of the problem that the internet doesn't like but i just (laughs) am a big disney fan and have been and i recognize that they sometimes make very poor decisions and yeah um but this. they have the stories that you love is the exactly. thing. Exactly. That's it's, where I'm at too. You know? It's like, I don't know if Sony makes a story that I'm really interested in. I'm interested in a Sony movie. Disney yeah. just has a better hit rate and Disney plus is hard to argue against. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, so I, th- I think you're probably right. That's, that's why it had to come out right now, but it's like, <sighs> Maybe having a little bit more time to kind of ruminate would have made those things that I do really, really like about it, mm-hmm. like, one more pass on it. You know, like, yeah, I, yeah. I I think that really would have, like, tied the whole Just thing like, together. One more script writer to review the script written by the guy who made Batman versus Superman script. Like, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Chris Terrio was a fascinating maybe. pick. Yeah. <laughs> Why wasn't Kasdan brought back? Yeah, that's all. I mean, I think, you know, the problem is Kasdan worked on Solo, and there's a lot of shit that went on on Solo. Mm, um, good flick, I though. I like that movie a lot. I like that movie. It's fine. <laughs> it's I'm good. sure we'll talk about it at some point on right. the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... You know, like, I, there's a lot of drama that went on with some of these, like, newer era, you know, Star Wars movies. And I think a lot of bridges that have been burned and, yeah. you know, luckily well, the one bridge that hopefully isn't burned is the Ryan Johnson Bridge, knock on wood. Right. <laughs> um, I, Kazan also may be, <laughs> it'd be silly if this is why, but I mean, he's working on the Willow show. So I wonder, like, if mm. that kept him busy. Yeah. Um, but, I, I I think what it looks like, I mean, and again, we just got out of the weeds with the corporate strategy, and I'm about to dive us yeah. back in. But what seems to be their current strategy, Disney as a whole, with mm-hmm. Disney Plus, where we're going to use the short circuit and the spark shorts, that's how we're going to find our animators, is mm-hmm. what of those shorts do well. And then 
we're going to pull our Star Wars directors from um, Mandalorian or we're going to... We've already seen it start to happen on the Marvel shows and the Marvel shows aren't even out yet. Where like the writer of WandaVision is writing Captain Marvel 2 and like Mm -hmm. I I think that's where we're going to start pulling our directors and writers from and I know there's some people who probably won't like that method because there's, yeah. I don't know, there's some people who want Quentin Tarantino to make a Marvel movie, which I have always thought is the dumbest idea. Dumb. <laughs> J- just because you like a director doesn't mean they should direct your favorite franchise. It yeah, doesn't make yeah. sense. But, but like, they're ran like TV shows anyway. Like, mm-hmm. do do that. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it works. I, yeah. I, I understand that it's not always... I mean, the argument is it's not always the most creative way to create things is by committee, but also television exists and yeah. good television exists, and it's all made like that. It's not impossible. I mean, like it's the not Last impossible. Jedi exists, you exactly. know, and I think that's a, ve- a beautiful piece of art, you know, that right. was made by committee. Also, um, in game, I don't know your opinions on in game. Actually, weirdly enough, even though I think I hung <laughs> out with you not long after it came out, um, but like that's another one that I think mostly works. Even yeah. if you don't love it, it mostly works. I love it, of course. But um, and end game, end game is an undeniable piece of media. It, <laughs> like, it's you just can't. shocking it's- that it exists, and like in a year where they pulled that off and didn't pull Rise of Skywalker off, I yeah, do like, think Rise of Skywalker looks worse by comparison. The biggest, like, the biggest... This is literally, I mean, right? The Marvel's, the Marvel franchise wouldn't even exist if it wasn't for Star Wars. I think I mean, it would, very right, in, in comics. But I mean, like, all, I'm talking all the way back to 1977, right? Yeah. If 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 Star Wars hadn't existed and blown up the way it, it is, like, it defined how we make movies now for the last 40 years. Um, yeah, that's and, really fascinating to think about, actually, because the comics yeah. have existed way before then, right? Because yeah. they're from the 30s and stuff. Um, but Star Wars, when it exists... But the other funny thing is... Star Wars wouldn't exist if cereals weren't a thing. And, like, there were Superman, like, <laughs> yeah. cereals and, like, uh, you know, whatever. Star Wars is a conglomeration of a million different genres and things smashed together into one. Exactly. You know, it, like, people talk about these newer movies having too much nostalgia. But, like, literally, That's literally Star, what Wars Star Wars 4 is. was nostalgia <laughs> for other things. Right. It's also w- what Indiana Jones is. And we all yeah. love those movies. I don't know. I love this movie. I mean, it's it's what Lucasfilm thrives on. Exactly. No what the franchise is. Yeah. Um, um, Strange Magic is nostalgia for Elton John songs, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, I always forget about Strange Magic. Magic's existence. Yeah, they want you to, but I will not <laughs> let it happen. He will not let them erase that part of history. No. Um. Oh God, but this this, and this is like I don't know. This is. It already feels like there's certain parts of this movie that, like, Star Wars is trying to make you forget. (laughs) Like, there are certain things that, like, the Star Wars official, like, social media and stuff hasn't recognized. Like what? Or made public. Like, oh, like, the kiss. Like, the first time anything has acknowledged the kiss was on the Oscars, like, a couple nights ago when they put it in the background. (laughs) During Um, the score part, right? 
Yeah, yeah, or during no, I think during opening sequence during the dance thing in the background, the kiss oh. on like, the back screen. <laughs> Did at not some see point. it, then. and then they cut to Adam Driver beaming and smiling and clapping, and I was like, "All right, well, somebody's happy about it." Yeah. Uh, um. But anyway, um, it's just you know there are certain things that I feel like they're already kind of being like, "No, eh, it doesn't matter," <laughs> like, and I don't know if it's the things that like. We should be erasing. Um, right. Well, they and- don't give enough attention to Claude, who is in the first frame <laughs> of the movie. <laughs> and I, it was, I don't know. I don't know if Claude's negotiations fell through or mm-hmm. if it was a late minutes. Okay. Like, okay. Let me put the it's bit the last aside. Cast. Yeah. <laughs> what? There was a plan for Claude <laughs> because yeah. he shows up. Like, it, it kind of feels like where they opened the movie, they were actually going to open, like, ten minutes before. Um, yeah. Because, apparently, this is another piece of canon that just makes me laugh so fucking hard. So, it's my favorite thing ever. Claude is on the Millennium Falcon. And, <laughs> and Kylo Ren never gets to be on his dad's ship, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah, that's Claude gets to be issue. on it, but Kylo doesn't. Um, <laughs> Claude's on the Millennium Falcon because, apparently, canonically... Chewbacca mistook him for someone else, which raises a <laughs> lot of questions of who exactly did I'm Chewbacca so is. Oh Chewbacca dumb, or were they looking for another Claude? I like to imagine that they were like looking for like oh the Dominic like uh, Monahan character, and <laughs> he mistook him for Claude. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry, man. I just thought you were the guy. I just, I just, I, I, it didn't even occur to me you were a slug. Like <laughs> Chewie's a Wookie. To him, I don't know how the, all the other like species look. They may all look oh the same. Is Chewie racist? <laughs> Maybe. There's just a lot that we haven't like really. And that might be the most troubling piece of canon brought forward by this movie. <laughs> is Chewie racist? Well, but Chewie's already a bad dad. That's canonical. <laughs> That's. True. So, like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I love that we have, like, slowly in Star Wars, like, a universe slowly brought back more elements of uh, the holiday special. And Why like not? That. I mean, so, I think actually... like, Life Day gets brought up in Mandalorian again. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I actually think this is a, like, a good time to tr- transition into... I I have this idea about what the, the sequel trilogy is about. Yes. And... Uh, weirdly enough, the holiday special kind of fits into that. So, um, I, I think these movies are all about legacy, right? Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I think the first movie is, oh my God. All right. And by first movie, I'm talking about, uh, Force Awakens. Force Awakens yes. Um, it's about, our legacy rules. I love our legacy. It's so cool. Oh my God. There's Han Solo. There's the Force. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. And then the last Jedi is like, mm, what if our legacy is low key kind of bad and mm-hmm. highly complicated? And then where I think Rise of Skywalker lands, again, admittedly, messedly, but I think where it lands is our legacy is our legacy. And that is the good, that is the bad. We have to kind of live with all of that. Mm-hmm. Ky- Kylo's legacy is being a Sith guy, unfortunately, because mm-hmm. it, it, of worshiping Darth Vader as much as he did. It, yep. And it's about him kind of dealing with that. Our legacy is fucking Palpatine cr- 
cackling like a madman. So he's going to be back. It's about all of the Jedi, even if they are from, you know, the Clone Wars series and they're just put in so there's more than one female voice. <laughs> even then, it is... And they aren't actually technically a Jedi, but it's okay. Which is the one who's not... Oh, Ahsoka, Ahsoka is not yeah. technically a Jedi, which arguably Rey isn't either, but is, I don't know. Uh, um, I guess she it, is. I mean, that's part of the problem, right? Of how is she shouldn't is handled, be. Right, is that... <laughs> It felt like this last one was kind of setting up, what if we did something in the middle? <laughs> what if they weren't Jedi and what if they were, you know, what if she wasn't a full Jedi and Kylo wasn't a Sith? I mean, Kylo was never a Sith. Right. He is not Darth Kylo. No. <laughs> he is Kylo Ren. <laughs> he is Ren. Um, which is part of the frustration for me with this movie is like, okay, wait, why we made such a big point that he was not a Sith and right. now Sith everywhere. And he may as well be, and he's falling yeah. into the different... Yeah, but, but I think it's just that idea of like, there's good and there's bad, yeah, and we're going to kind of accept it. And I think the movie would have nailed that overarching theory a little bit more if ray had been more in the middle kylo mm-hmm. does get to the middle i think i think that's where yeah. we end with kylo but ray okay this is something that i like hate to say but it is true ray is sort of nothing in this movie no and that nothing. sucks <laughs> like yeah but the, the parts that i like about this movie are kind of the Kylo things and yeah. I don't know explosions and stuff, but like I like Ray <laughs> Babu a, Frick. Bob, oh, <laughs> Babu Frick absolutely is like why? <laughs> but I love Ray in Last Jedi. I think she gives yeah. a great performance, and I think Kylo's great. I think kind of everyone's great in Last Jedi, but I love yeah. Ray in Eight. Ray in Nine, mm. and I don't love Ray as much in Seven. I I, I think Mm -hmm. she's great and there's some fun things, but you could kind of tell that it was Daisy Ridley's first movie. Whereas, like, (laughs) in Eight, I think she's, like, legitimately giving a phenomenal performance. But in Nine, she's low-key kind of nothing and kind of, like, just shuffles around and decides to do things and just, like, I I, I feel... It doesn't doesn't feel like she has real agency in this movie. Not really. She's kind of just getting pulled along. Which is... And that's, like, everybody's big critique, though, of the turn that her story takes. You Mm -hmm. know, you do take the agency from her by making her power come from a man, which was kind of the whole thing that you know a lot of women i think especially fans of star wars really connected and loved uh ryan's ray as Mm -hmm. nobody thing because it was just well anybody can have this power you know you know the force canonically like darth plagueis does some whack shit and the force goes hey you can't do that and makes anakin skywalker as a balance right that's like how the canon actually is uh right 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 right. mistake it as plagueis creating him but it's not actually yeah Yeah. no yeah it's it's that's what the force does that's why it happens that way and like that's why people connected with the ray thing and like by taking that back and being like actually and i mean but at the same time right it's part of that dyad thing Mm -hmm. that like i think this story if done right works because in the dyad that would be like, I remember reading or writing something about Rey and Kylo and thinking about, wow, that if this was done right, right, she would be 
this source of light that came from a power of darkness. Yes. He would be this power of darkness that came from a source of light. Yes, exactly. That's the thing. And that's great. The, the, the Palpatine would never be my my number one choice of how it to, how it should go. It, it just yeah. won it. I, I also liked the she was nobody thing. But if the Palpatine thing happens, there is a way to do it. And it is... You need more of the contrast between her and Kylo. You need more, more dyad shit. But also, yeah. and this is unfortunate because Carrie died. Mm-hmm. But if you had more Leia all over this fucking movie, yeah, she talked. Uh, she, um, <laughs> I was about to do <laughs> awful grammar. Um, if 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 you had Leia talking to. Ray about being growing up as the daughter of a shithead, you know, like because yeah. I I think that's the idea of the most recent Leia book is that like people find out after Return of the Jedi that she is Darth Vader's daughter and mm-hmm. people are like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. so so I think if there was a way for to have had them interact, um. It, it could have worked, but I think, yeah. like, unfortunately, like, there's just a lot of things stacked against this movie. Oh, um, yeah, absolutely. And that's, I, I agree, that is most of the problem, right? Is that there's a lot of stuff that happened that worked against this movie. And literally, the more we talk about Leia and how, like, some, so many parts of this movie, you can tell that the missing puzzle piece is Leia. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Well, because and, they always envisioned it to be Luke's movie, yeah. or Han's movie, Luke's movie, Leia's yeah. movie. This movie feels like it's working around the fact that it can't have her. But at the same time, and I said this to somebody um, almost immediately after seeing this movie, and I felt kind of bad about saying it. Because obviously, we all love Carrie Fisher. We all love Carrie Fisher's Princess Leia, you know, like, and it would feel, it probably might feel a little wrong to do this. But if it meant that all of these characters got a satisfying arc, I kind of wish we had recast her (laughs) or something. Or she should have been dead the the entire movie. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we, not this halfway thing that we got where her lines don't really make any sense. You so, know, like, like, no. It's, she either... I mean, the most ideal, of course, is she didn't She didn't die and was in the movie all, uh, <laughs> yeah, all over yeah. it. But, if, but you either... She should have died off screen and everyone would have accepted it if yeah. the crawl had been like, General Leia Organa has died. Um... Something like that. like, And you could have still had her as a force ghost because mm-hmm. it doesn't really make sense for her to be a force ghost right now anyway. So like, it's not like it matters. Um, and <sighs> kind of low-key, the problem is they killed Laura Dern in Last Jedi. Because mm-hmm. if you had had Holdo kind of filling in some of that role, that would have been good. Or just make Billy Lord kind of fill in the on the ground. Or have yeah. Rose fill the role, give her more to do, and kind of lead the whole rebellion then. If you're going to yeah. like keep her on the base, give her more to do, and just cut out Leia completely. Because I don't mm-hmm. think it works. But again, let's wade into those weeds of corporate. <laughs> it's because they all three signed a contract when the movie mm-hmm. first started... That mm-hmm. no matter what, Carrie Fisher would be first build in this movie. Right, yeah. So they couldn't not do that. 
And so they had to put, <laughs> I know, they had to put her in it a oh little bit gosh. or we would have seen Carrie Fisher's name pop up and be like, what the what? fuck? She's not in it. Yeah. God. I didn't realize, but yeah. Oh my gosh. That's why. Uh, <laughs> this is why the business part of things is so important. It's messy. It's messy. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. That's why. Everything makes more sense now that I have that last like piece mm-hmm. of the puzzle, you mm-hmm. know? like Well, because eh. Harrison Ford was first billed in the first one. He mm-hmm. doesn't get billed in the rest of them, but you know. Yeah. But that's also why Hamill is billed third in Force Awakens for legit just the cameo i think he's third build maybe he gets the and but i think he's third build i think he's yeah i think he's up there i think you're right um and then you know mark hamill gets it harrison ford doesn't obviously in eight um but then carrie fisher is second and then they flip him again for um for the for episode nine um do you want to know another super hot take i have about this entire sequel trilogy hell yeah they had to deal with the legacy characters yeah they had to everybody loves them they had to bring them back i think and again it was we have to and all of these movies are like response films and force awakens was a response film to the prequels so they were Mm -hmm. definitely trying to tie it all back um but I low-key think the problem is they built the movies around these legacy characters, whereas they should have been in them a lot less. Yeah. I, I don't know. That. Yeah, I, I don't know. And as I'm saying it, I'm like, I don't know if I fully, fully believe in it, in this, mm-hmm. because like you still kind of want to have Luke doing the Yoda thing and... It's just like there there was so much... I mean, they're built first in every single one of the movies. Yeah. Which inherently makes the movies not about the new main characters. Yeah. You know, it because we're so focused on the legacy, which is what I think these three movies are about, yeah. it becomes less about moving forward. And well and and when your villain is even even your villain is literally all about the legacy and the old characters. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole reason <laughs> Kylo Ren is the whole reason he's pushed to Snoke anyway is the fact that he has the legacy of his like family yeah, on his he's, shoulders the whole time. Yeah, he's baby Vader and his uncle made him sad, so he doesn't want to be good guy. He wants to be <laughs> I'm simplifying Kylo's arc and uh, I know you yeah, love I, so I shouldn't do say, that. I shouldn't just- do that. Cut me to the bone. <laughs> I, 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 you know, he's good. Um, but but I think that's the thing. And like, I don't know if we're looking to the future of Star Wars. If we move forward, we could get to some really good places. But we yeah. just have kind of had a five year kind of experiment of kind of like, okay, well, we have to address the old stuff. But maybe now we'll get to an even more exciting place. And I hope, I know they're not going to do literally 10, 11, and 12. But I think it would be insane if they don't do anything past that timeline. Um, And I hope that timeline, if like, give us Poe and Ray and Finn, sure. But let's stop worrying about the legacy of the other movies and face something Mm -hmm. new. And, and... Maybe that's Sith and maybe that's Jedi, but it doesn't have to literally be Skywalkers and it doesn't have to literally yeah. be Palpatines. Yeah. And that's an and that brings it to like another thing I don't love with the ending of this movie is I really don't love Ray Skywalker. <laughs> like that line at the very end. 
because I don't know, right? If you're gonna, if you're gonna, which this movie does kind of like burn the earth of, mm-hmm. of the Skywalker saga by the end, the Skywalker bloodline as it is like, you know, actual bloodline mm-hmm. is dead. They kill the Skywalker bloodline. But raise a Skywalker now. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. And that's the thing, right? Is if, if you're going to like salt the earth, salt it, just, just salt let it, it be. She should have said, it. I'm just Ray. And that yeah, would have been fine. Or, or like even I'm Ray Palpatine, but I'm going to change what that means. You know, like a, a narrative, like, yeah, of just like, I, I'll take that name back and I'll make it something new, which would like, have been you know, interesting. But I think there is a little bit of like realism that you have yeah. to stay there where like, if, if she was like, Hey, I'm Ray Hitler, I'm taking it back. It wouldn't really work. <laughs> okay. You're right. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> But but I think just being Ray, like oh I'm the Ray of Legend, or I yeah. when the title came out thought they were just going to call the new form of Jedi Skywalkers because all of the Skywalkers have been in the middle and not one or even Luke does have his moments where he gets a little darker. Like mm-hmm. so if they were going to make Jedi's that were a little more balanced because mm-hmm. the Skywalker family were the prophesized restoring the balanced ones. Mm-hmm. I thought they were going to call the new Jedi Skywalkers, which is a little cheesy, but I think it's better than her being Rey Skywalker yeah. because now we just have to fucking deal with that forever. That's that's where I kind of thought this was headed too. Was like, okay, well, you know, we make a new order that's somewhere in the middle, and they call themselves Skywalkers because, you know, like yeah, absolutely, like we're, we were on the same page for where we thought this movie would go. You know, and it would kind um, of play off of some of the last Jedi ideas yes. where the last shot is the kids like telling the story of luke skywalker so skywalkers are just the new legendary thing and that could still happen um that's not completely off the table because i'm gonna complain about something and i hope that you don't fall into this camp so i'm not complaining about you but you'll you'll tell me you'll tell me um i mean our the the history of uh callie and i's friendship is that we were in a film club in college together so we have disagreed plenty in the past oh yes (laughs) um like when i made everybody watch sucker punch because i claimed it was interesting which i stand by that it's interesting (laughs) that movie is interesting (laughs) i won't lie (laughs) um but so uh, right after i ended there were so many think pieces of like it's pretty fucked up that ray ends up alone and i was like guys come on if you think that's like literally what the movie is meaning i don't think it is like i think it's like Yeah. yeah she's dropping off the lightsabers at the skywalker ranch which not skywalker ranch that's the real place <laughs> um the skywalker homestead or whatever and no it doesn't make moisture any s- farm. the moisture farm right and no it doesn't make sense to drop off leia's there but where is she gonna throw it at the yeah. fucking rocks floating through space and all the run like that doesn't make sense well i mean the thing is the planet i remember looking this up whenever i was doing some research on this movie because i was like what is that planet they have the base on anyway mm-hmm. yeah and Asian Kloss is actually, it was a planet owned by the royal family of Alderaan, which is why they're there. So they're yeah. just like fucking going to Leia's house in the Hamptons. What? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> no, right. that's literally it. 
That's which is hilarious. Insane. But at the same time, like that was a place owned by her family that she actually grew up with. Her lightsaber could have been buried on an Asian cloth if you had taken the time to explain what it was and why that would mean something right. to her. Or take it to Naboo. That's where they come yeah. from. I mean, they come from Tatooine and Naboo, I guess, is the tricky thing. Um, but yeah. So... But 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 she's not alone. Like she is going to end. Yeah. Like her and Poe and Finn are gonna hang out again. They're buds. Do They're do friends. I wish it had literally ended on a shot of all of them together? I I do. I I do mm-hmm. wish that. But I don't I... think the interpretation of the end being well, she's gonna be a hermit and live yeah. on Tatooine alone. No, no, is no. the reading. But I saw a lot of people kind of like take that and be mad at the movie about that. I think I think reading it as she is about to live on Tatooine is a very not to be mean, but it's kind of a stupid read because like she's <laughs> kind of ne- I'm sorry she's not going to do that. Like, no, she's, she's not going to live on a desert planet by herself. Like, and I think it's partially because the soundtrack, the title there is called like a new home or yes, something like that. Yes, 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 but yes. that was just a title William slapped there. It doesn't have any no. you know, meaning. It's fine, right? But. I do understand the critique of, I mean, the dyad thing, you know, you introduce this concept that's basically soulmates, Mm -hmm. and then you have them kiss, Mm -hmm. and then you leave her alone without the other half of her, you know, what you have canonically established is the other half. Well, where they fucked up was not having a Kylo Ren force ghost, which I still don't really understand that decision. Exactly. Like, they keep being like, oh, it was to put the focus on the twins, but like... Mm, but this? Kylo should have been there. Or the the thing I've heard is because he gave her her force energy, he may literally like be of inside her. of yeah. her. Which, like, yeah. that's cool if they deal with that in the future. They establish it. <laughs> but that's not really what is happening right now. So Kylo should have been yeah. a force ghost. Or you should have had something where, like, I mean, uh, Callie, how much would you have just <laughs> sobbed if she had seen Luke and Leia's force ghost, right? Mm-hmm. And then she turns, and it's a replication of the like force skyping that they do in Last yeah. Jedi, and she sees Kylo somewhere else. So like yeah. he didn't learn how to be a force ghost. I can accept <sighs> that, but like he's somewhere else, and she has a connection to him. Or like, oh god, if they, I mean, and like they avoid this so entirely in they kind of you know with the whole jedi thing bring it in but like even if it had been the force bond and it's the world between worlds exactly good and like (laughs) yeah yeah no you uh i got chills like thinking about that as being an ending you know Mm -hmm. and i mean that would be an ending that also opened up um the possibility of future canonical things where she is seeking out she has the journals you know right, with right, details right. about the world between worlds and stuff and this uh, this idea of you know maybe one day she does go out and seek out the world between worlds and try to pull the other half of her back out yeah you know like um and this is all stuff that has potential but yet i think it needs to have the seeds need to be planted in this movie for the potential to actually be potential right <laughs> but the thing is i think it's vague enough that like if they want to do that if someone in the future wants to do that they can yeah. um and kind of hope they do because it'll make some of the bad stuff feel better and look mm-hmm. star wars is notorious for that uh in a new hope leia has that weird british accent 
And now there is a book that canonically establishes that she was doing that to make fun of Tarkin. It explains one oh, really? weird... Yes. <laughs> the, the, the idea is Leia may, did a British accent, or I mean, I'm sure they used a different kind of accent, um, to, to make fun of Tarkin to his face. Like, they established that in a book somewhere, and now it makes sense, even though in the movie it just was like... Um, Carrie Fisher got starstruck acting with uh, <laughs> what's his face with Peter Cushing. Peter Cushing, yeah, and and then that slipped into a British accent accidentally. <laughs> um, so like there, there's ways. I just this movie had a lot of potential, and I like yeah. a lot about it, but it it's a movie of lost potential, I think. But yeah. And it's a movie that I think the problem is, right, you you want we, – we all want these things to maybe come to fruition later on. Mm-hmm. But I f- think this movie also burned bridges with its own, like, cast. I think that there are cast yeah. members of this movie who are now going, I am never coming back to Star Wars. There are cast members who have explicitly said, I'm never coming back to Star who, Wars. Who's, who said they haven't? Oscar Oscar Isaac was like I wouldn't I wouldn't be Poe Dameron again if you paid me three million like I think Carrie Russell actually asked him if they paid you three million dollars an episode to do like oh yeah and he was like no and never I never ever I don't think he would ever do a Disney Plus show but I also think they will like he could do a movie again because like yes they're saying that now but also do we remember who else said that one harrison ford (laughs) who popped up in not one but two like i think they will come back after they've had some time to breathe for it what was confusing about that whole cycle for me is like they also were all saying this was the most fun they had making one so it was weird for them to be and the press tour was a mess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a mess. <laughs> it, it wasn't Adam Driver saying that. And well, I mean, the th- Adam Dr- <laughs> the thing about Adam Driver is that his silence was deafening. <laughs> yes. Um. So yeah, I don't. I I I think you could get them back, maybe, but I think you are going to have to wait a period of time. Yeah. Um. Never I say think, never. I think driver would be a very difficult person to get back into this from what i mean he he is the most professional i think of the cast and Mm -hmm. has not been like you know talking shit the way some of the other people have Mm -hmm. um and he knows what he's doing but at the same time i'm getting a vibe from how he's talking about star wars that pretty explicitly is like yeah no I mean, I'm I'm Adam fucking Driver. Right. <laughs> that, that, I'm going to go do a bunch of prestige shit right. and then maybe think about this again in ten years. Yeah, I, I, he could do like a cameo type thing. I, I'm excited to see Driver's next blockbuster because, I mean, mm-hmm. he may not, but like, I also thought Pattinson wasn't for a while, and then he is doing Batman. So like, I think yeah. I, I'm excited to see Driver do a blockbuster in about like a couple years because yeah. I-, I think he has a really good energy for it. Um, I mean, he, he basically, I mean, people have made this joke a lot, but it's true. He, ca- he carries this trilogy. Mm-hmm, I think so. Um, so one last thing I absolutely love about rise of Skywalker. Yes. There's a yellow lightsaber. So yes, <laughs> I like that a lot. too. It's really fun. Like, and I like that it's made out of her staff. Mm-hmm. Like, that's cool. And it's it, great. It's technically it's going to be in Galaxy's Edge one day. I'm going to buy it. Like, yep. there's no question, you know, it's, it's technically gold flaked with red. 
to honor Kylo. So really, yeah, that's that, what it says. That's in like the, a canonical thing. Yeah, in the visual dictionary, it's uh, it's gold to like represent like Stabbing the sand of Jakku, heart. and then the red is the Kylo, which furthers the kind of like their connection. But like connection, what, let's throw every lightsaber color out. Like, <laughs> like why not at this point? Um, and especially since I, I was telling people that like the lightsaber color I've always weirdly wanted was black, and people mm-hmm. were like. I don't know. That's kind of weird. And then it was in Mandalorian. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> and you were like, yes. yes. <laughs> Even though canonically, literally only one exists. And it's that one particular lightsaber yeah. that like yeah. is passed down. But anyway. <laughs> anyway. I, I'm so excited about the lore of the Darksaber. Uh, that show it's is going so to good. It's I mean, it's like really Ar- cool. Arthurian. Like, it, you know, it's like uh, King Arthur type legend to have one sword passed down. Um, yeah. which I sometimes wish they would do more with like Luke's lightsaber, but they don't, they sometimes do, but then other times don't <laughs> like the yeah. Anakin saber or whatever. Um, sometimes it's important. Sometimes it's not. That really annoyed me that they treated that like it was Luke's in this, in this movie. Cause I was like, this is not, it's Anakin's. That's the Anakin's. idea. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's passed down through each Skywalker, yeah. Um, also, that, that, yeah. I mean, it makes sense that it goes to Kylo at the end, but then is it a little weird that Leia goes to Rey? Exactly. I would have liked to have him hold Leia's lightsaber. Like, I know that he, in the first one, is like, that lightsaber belongs to me or whatever. It's my but- birthright. But he should have held both. At, at least at one point because it becomes like okay he's gonna hold the legendary sword mm-hmm. and well leia's a girl so is right like <laughs> yeah i yeah, don't really, really think that was their intent but it did always come across as that to me like huh yeah. so she's just gonna have the girl saber then huh yeah it, it <laughs> like, feels that way it yeah really it's it, it, it's a little strange but I like this movie fine. It's not a yeah. bad time. I'll It's not bad. It's not aggressively bad. That's the thing, right? Is it's just it's not risk taking, you know? No. It's very safe. And every risk it does take is like batshit insane. <laughs> like <laughs> it's either like dead safe or the craziest shit you've ever seen and yes, that's exactly. it. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Like, yes. Um but like I don't know, it'll be on Disney Plus in 3 months. And people will throw it on as they're like doing their laundry. Like, yeah, it's not going to be a fundamental masterwork like Last Jedi or Empire are. But that's fine. Mm -hmm. We get one of those. uh, We get one of those if we're lucky per trilogy. And there was one trilogy where we didn't get any. So you know. (laughs) And honestly, there I also have this certain perspective on this movie where I'm going if this movie. And it has, like, it has already done this for some people. If this movie gets people to go, who hated it, or hated Last Jedi, to go back and watch Last Jedi again and realize that it's a goddamn masterpiece, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And, like, I have seen people online be like, okay, after Rise of Skywalker being really disappointing, I went back and watched Last Jedi and I got it this time. Right. Like, it clicked for me. And that's exciting to me because I'm like, well, it's all worth it. If we go back and we reevaluate Last Jedi, you know, some of the people who hated it. And I mean, I think in 10 years, we're going to have the same, like, opinion about Last Jedi that everybody eventually got to about Empire, you know? Because people didn't love Empire at the time. Right. And I will think we, I think we will have the opinion about this one. 
that everybody had about Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi, yeah. Which is a movie that people, when it first came out, like, or, I don't know, but there was a lot of people at the time who did not like that movie at all, and then people grew up on it, and they were like, yeah, no, this is good. No, this is fun. This is just as fun as, you know, Return... Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And uh, because it's got things like, I mean, we briefly hit on our boy Babu Frick. Yes. But, I mean, it's got the fun things. Mm -hmm. It's got Babu. It's got, you know, he's... It's got Ewoks, in fact. Yes. (laughs) Um, But... uh, Babu. Babu. We didn't talk about Babu enough. We Babu's good. Babu. He's good. He's small. He's a his small boy. He's moaning Myrtle from Harry Potter. Yeah. Like, it's very good. What a great concept we have here. Yeah. Uh, I love him. Yeah. He's he's my Ky- best friend. <laughs> the ranking is Kylo Ren and then Babu Frick and then a big space <laughs> and then everyone else. <laughs> for, for me, Claude for me, makes the Holy Claude, Trinity. Right. Yeah, there you go. I, I love it. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we need to hit on. There's so much in this movie, and we talked about so many other things. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, oh, man. I mean, the scene, we talked about it, but the scene where Han and Kylo mm-hmm. meet is like, what? You know, in the middle of this movie that I find genuinely mostly disappointing is one of the best scenes, I think, in Star Wars. Yeah. Like, I really, really love that scene. And I think it's so wonderful. It's so wonderfully performed by both of them. Yes. Um. Oh, it's so good. It makes me, obviously, as a as a Kylo Ren fan, delighted. Right. Um. And I just, I just love it. I love the echoing of the lines from The Force Awakens. Um, yes, with new context. Mm-hmm. And then it's it's the I know, good. of course, like is. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's just like I mean, it 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 just was like getting immediately just like punched in the face with emotions in the theater whenever that happened. I was just the. Like, Kylo Ren's last line being him saying, Dad, in a broken voice. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. except for, ow. Right. Ow happens, and that's fine. But, like, his last word being, Dad, <laughs> is, oh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's really, it's really meaningful <laughs> in so many ways. But, like, it's, it, ah, this character is so important to me. I, I love, I love this character so much. And that, that scene is, I think a fitting end to the character, even if the first half of the movie is not right for the right. character at all. Yes, I, I completely agree. It's it's great. I love it. I love I love the fights in this movie. I like the lightsaber fight on that on that. Um, one of the things that me and Mark, another person you don't know at all, not <laughs> a clue, no idea. Uh, but something we talked about was using the force in lightsaber fights and mm-hmm. how that, that does happen in Attack of the Clones. And I got so happy in this movie whenever they grabbed each other's lightsabers with the force mm-hmm. in the middle of the fight. And I was like, good. We haven't done this in a while. You know, I, I love – I. it's fun. It's a good It's a good fun time. It is. It is. disappointing stuff. Um. It's good. It's it's fine. Star Wars it's is fine. Good. It's fine. Star Wars is good, and this is fine. And 
Star Wars is good, and where Mando's gonna come back later this year. We're gonna have Obi Wan. We're gonna watch Cassie and Andor do spy stuff. Will yeah. Taika may get a movie, and if he doesn't, that's fine because Deborah Chow will, and uh, yeah. it'll all be great. Although at this point, now that I mean, as of a couple days ago, Oscar winner Taika Waititi. Yeah, he may not actually. Uh, or or it, that is either gonna be he, he, him not getting one because he's gonna go do other stuff. Or they're going to, like, push even harder now because they're like, well, Oscar winner Taika Waititi making Star Wars. I think Um, he likes working with Disney. And, I mean, you see, like, I mean, you see a lot of people, if they get employed by them, like, stick around. Like, Emily Blunt's, like, I'll be in a fucking million Disney movies. I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, but like, so, you know, he he does um, Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. It goes well. He does um, Jojo Rabbit, which wasn't Disney to begin with, but ended up being Disney. Oh, yeah, I guess it did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, it, like, so now he's doing Thor, um, Love and Thunder. But then, in between then, he has a smaller movie that is um, Searchlight Pictures. Um, so I think he likes being like, okay, so if they'll let me transition between working at the smaller level and the bigger level and i can stay in this one kind of company one for me one for you thing but literally within one company i i think yeah. we are kind of getting back to the days of studio stars but yeah. just on a director level again yeah um which if you will let let a director do a bunch of different things that's fine warner brothers has had Clint Eastwood and Christopher Nolan for several years now where that's like yeah. their home. Um, so, so yeah. So Taika very well may be like, okay, yeah, I've done Thor four. I don't really need to do a Thor five, but I could hop on a star Wars. Um, mm. I definitely think that could happen. I think him and Favreau and Deborah Chow are probably yeah. the highest chances of getting a star Wars movie right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think the minute Brad Bird said he wanted to, he would have instant ability to. He's kind yeah, of got an right. open door uh, policy at Lucasfilm, but he just hasn't yet. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think we're getting Star Wars movies soon. And Ryan's got an open door, too. It's just now he's working on Nice Out, too. So I just, his trilogy may be further away than we yeah. thought. It's so hard to decide which one I want more, more Benoit Blanc mysteries or like another Ryan Star Wars movie. Like, I know. I I love them both so much. (laughs) I low key wish I love Ryan as a director and I love him as a writer, but I wish at this point he would write the Benoit Blanc sequels, Mm -hmm. but let new people come in and direct them. Direct them. I think that would be kind of a fun, interesting way to do it and free up his time a little bit. Yeah. Because like, I, I mean, I'm fine living in the world where he bounces from, uh, you know, Knives Out movies and one year and then a Star Wars movie the next and flip flop. Mm-hmm. And I'm fine with that, but I also want to see him do something else. So I, yeah. I kind of want him to just write the Knives Out sequels, but we will see what he does. I can't wait because as we all know, uh, I love me, love me some Ryan. Yeah. What if um, uh, Adam Driver's in the next one? Uh, don't even <laughs> don't even think there's a chance up. i think there's i a think there's a chance. big chance i mean especially because like they were literally just talking over drinks and stuff like that at the mm-hmm. oscars and a couple other award shows yep. recently so hmm, i would be absolutely delighted because i mean 
those those are my two boys right there um thrown together so i i love it i just star wars is good star wars is Ryan good Johnson's movies good. are good everything's good like every <laughs> every so we're post oscars right now which means i am just in a fugue of every movie is good no movie's ever been bad <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that'll change like when i see sonic or (laughs) yeah in a couple days whenever sonic comes out and you have to remember oh wait (laughs) movies can be bad especially because like this is one of the roughest starts to a year of movies that i've had in a long time Mm -hmm. because i'm an omnivore and see everything so i just had the one two punch of like the grudge and then Doolittle, and then (laughs) the turning and it just was like Oh my God! Will there be a good movie? And then uh, Birds of Prey was good. So Birds of Prey is good. Yeah, it's true. And uh, you know, it's fine. We'll get there. We'll get you there. Know? It it's takes some time. It takes some time. Yeah. Uh, I love it. But all right. Well, as we wrap this up, uh, do you have anything you want to plug for our audience, Cody? Um. Yes. Um. You should, if you have enjoyed my stylings on this podcast, you should listen to Best Pictures, which is a podcast that you have heard about at least twice already on this particular program. Um, where we go through uh, each year, and every one of the hosts picks their favorite movie of every year, and then we duke it out and decide which one is best. Our most recent episode as of now is our award show, um, where we recorded it before the Oscars, but it came out after the Oscars, and it was us picking our favorites of this particular year, and we pick Parasite as our favorite movie, and are like... Hell yeah. It would be very cool if it won Best Picture. I don't know if it will, though. And then it did, <laughs> and I was very happy. Yeah. Um, so. Oh, what a special moment that was. Very special Sunday moment. Um, but yeah, um, so I do that, and then I'm on Twitter at Cuddy Lunsford underscore, where I tweet about movies and Star Wars and Marvel and other Disney things and sometimes DC things and sometimes <laughs> good and sometimes like uh, Oscar type movies and then sometimes Selena Gomez songs <laughs> and it's, <laughs> it's a very a varied uh, very Eclectic varied over taste. there yes yes yes, yes. yeah uh, great and as for me I'm sure everybody's familiar at this point but I am on Twitter and uh, Instagram and Letterboxd at uh, Callie Smith 92. You can find uh, the things I write on Talk Film Society as well as many other lovely shows, um, some of which I've guested on over the years. And yeah, I think that's basically it. Wait, Thank I have one more on thing show. to oh. plug. One more thing okay. to plug. Yes. Coming this summer is. Lego Star Wars The Complete Skywalker Saga. <laughs> and I just want everyone to play it. You'll have a good time. <laughs> because I the problems wait. the problems you have with Rise of Skywalker, when they're in brick form, you're gonna love them. And I just know that you will. <laughs> or at least they'll be laughable and you'll enjoy laughing at it. Exactly. Um yes. I, I genuinely I'm really Me looking too. forward to Me that too. game. It's gonna be good. So thank you for reminding me <laughs> as as we wrap up. So, for everybody at home, may the Force be with you.